unrelegated. It's well, unrelegated. Welcome to just another fan-voted, all-star-studded Atlanta United podcast. All-star-studded until one of us gets injured, but we we'll still right. play anyway. For the people, by, well, two other people. Just so. We're just two people. Yeah. Just two all-star people. As you could tell, our, horse, our horses, our voices are a little hoarse uh, from just a long week. Oh, man. A long Do we want to talk week. about a long week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have uh, quite as much going on as you did uh, because you were doing a lot of the production of yeah. events and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I we uh, we wrapped up our two-day events uh, with a massive amount of load in and a massive amount of uh, load out. But the, the concert went off really well. Two Chains was awesome. Cheat Codes was even better um, just because I – I listen to cheat codes more than I listen to uh, to two chains, but um, and then the uh, block party went off really well, except for the the uh, weather delay that mm. we had um, in uh, Montreal, and that sort of uh, delayed the programming for us just a little bit. But but people stuck around, right? Yeah, people actually it turned into like a really big party, which was kind of interesting to watch because we had what almost like an hour and a half rain delay, mm. rain lightning delay, and. Instead of people sort of leaving, it ended up like they put the DJ back on. They had like a dance contest. It turned into just like a really, really big party, which was kind of really cool to see with the community. Yeah, I left before all that happened, but uh, Jay and I did stop by. and Yeah, you uh, left before the Archie Eversole performance i couldn't wait for him any longer i mean he left when i got there and then he got there i guess after i left and then you guys I keep, keep mi- missing each other i keep missing this guy uh, but i did um finally run into um uh jayla flair of twitter fame yeah and uh so that was dope uh who's constantly trolling orlando city fans <laughs> uh yeah it was quite the week i actually start off uh where i was initially planning on going to work like normal and yeah Blah, blah, blah. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go see what's going on downtown. And so it started what started off as sort of a lunch break turned into uh, taking like two and a half days off (laughs) of work because I went downtown to the MLS digital headquarters. And then I I just started to kind of tweet and was like, you know, of course, I was like the only one down there because it was Monday. Uh, So it was besides media. There was literally nobody walking around yet. Um, and the all-star game was a couple days away. So I just started tweeting and running into people. I ran into Bobby Warshaw first thing. Yeah. And started, um, just letting people know, Hey, you know, uh, you might run into people here. You might run into players and then just continued on into, uh, the next day. And, oh no, I think, yeah. I think something happened on Wednesday. Do we want to? Uh, no, talk I'm about, talking about Monday. You, so when yeah, I'm, but I'm saying, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Got my days confused. Monday. <laughs> Good Lord, Kelly. Yeah, I know. It's it's already so Wednesday bad. comes after Monday. Does it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell time anymore. It's but a, didn't somebody yell at you outside of a car on Monday? Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> because I remember getting a text yes. with a picture being like, somebody says hi, and mm. I wanted to strangle you. Yeah. So I had at that point, I had wandered uh, uh, three or four blocks down to the Hyatt uh, because uh, the uh, MLS Digital Headquarters was at the old Macy's, I guess, and yeah. which is now the Southern Exchange Ballroom or something. Um, it's just help for events. It's I really guess. fancy with their chandeliers. It's just for conferences and shit. Uh, so I went down to the Hyatt and I wandered down the escalator past the other pop-up store that was at the Hyatt. And I first of all, I had noticed when I was walking down the block that um, Aaron West... Uh, from yeah. Copa 90, yeah, yeah. had tweeted out, hey, check out, the, they're already selling, uh, Atlanta's made it, they're selling uh, fake Juventus jerseys. At the, and at the I, local and then like five, store, yeah. yeah. and like five or ten minutes later, I walked by the same storefront. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Aaron West is around here somewhere. So when I went in the Hyatt, I went downstairs, and then I walked way 
further than I should have mm-hmm. into like where the MLS people pick up their credentials and stuff. Yeah. And just was wandering around with like. Print. I was I was actually there yeah. though, the week prior when they were setting up. Not but I was meant there for, for like, fans. I was yeah, just literally in areas that I was not supposed it's to meant, be. It's meant for getting your credentials for things that but you But MLS need. is so low key and they're not used to like, like it's not like the, F, the NFL put on an event like this where they have security everywhere and like it you just wandered in. So people just assume like if you look like you, you know where you're going, they just assume you're supposed to be there. So there was a lot of that. Uh, that's where I took the picture of all the jerseys that were up uh, on the wall in the MLS credential area. And and then I bumped into Aaron West yeah. and I totally botched it because we had exchanged tweets at one point because I literally was filming him while he was at the uh, inaugural Mercedes-Benz match this year. The, oh, yeah. Uh, he was there doing his documentary right. on um, you know black soccer culture and then that blood into some black arrow stuff as well. And I was filming him while he was filming the march. And I didn't realize oh, nice. it at the time until he posted video of the march. Right. And then I was like, I bet I have him on video. So I went back uh, a few months ago, found him, and then and then clipped it and posted a video of him literally turning around with this grin on his face like he is a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And I caught that moment that he was trying to describe on Twitter about, guys, you don't realize how dope this is to be a black person in Atlanta around my people. I haven't seen this, this video. You never saw the Copa 90 documentary that blew up No, I saw the Copa 90 thing, but I never saw the... I replied to his tweet with it. That's all. And just, uh, I said, and I, and I just replied with him, like with this huge grin on his face. And it oh, was nice. epic because it just caught that moment. Well, anyways, I haven't really uh, interacted with him on Twitter much since then. And then I saw him and I just walk up to him and I said, uh, hey, Aaron, Jay Riddle. And I shook his hand. I said, um, and I didn't know if he recognized me or not. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, I figured you were in the area because uh, you know I saw your tweet uh, <laughs> of the of the Juventus jersey, Way to stalk, and then bro. immediately regretted saying that because Way I sounded stalk. like a stalker. Yeah, it was it was, <laughs> he was a very like, stalker. Oh, okay, and then he walked away, and I was yeah. like, Shh. and I ran into him again at the Copenati party, but I didn't want to bother him at that point, so <laughs> I didn't say anything. So, anyways, uh, that was crazy. And then as I'm leaving, I was like, okay, well, this is it. I'm done. There's nothing else going on. Right. Uh, I don't think anybody else is coming down here to meet up. So, I was about to head out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's when I heard, Hey Jay, what's up? And I look and there's this Audi with the window rolled down. Susanna Collins is in the passenger seat, which right. confuses me to begin with. And then I look, cause there's and, a manly voice that was yelled <laughs> yeah, at you. And Julian Gressel's driving the car, uh, into, uh, val- to the valet. Yeah. And, uh, and so of course I waited till he valeted and took a picture with him and, uh, talked to Susanna a little, Unbelievable. little bit. Super awesome. So that sort of just was like a, a, sort of an inkling of what was to come. Yeah. 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 Of, of just, that's sort of just, yeah. that. that's the spark of the week where you're like, this is what's going to happen. I, th- I was like, I think I'm going to stick around and catch some stuff and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I didn't actually get a head over to MLS Digital HQ until Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ran into a few people on Monday and obviously during the events and things like that, but uh, I head over to Digital HQ uh, see a few people. I got to run in and talk to Jillian. Uh, actually, I didn't realize, but she was. She was everywhere. I ran yeah, her a bunch she of was at Digital HQ, um, apparently interviewing Dara Neals, and I mm. completely just missed that. Mm. But uh, she came over and we talked, and um, I did that. And then I, I got an MLS All Star jersey because they were doing like customization. It was really cool customization. Like you can pick your own letter font, things like that, and then like these cool yeah, custom patches. Yeah, because I saw people with the peach kit yeah. uh, colored. Lettering yeah. Yeah. on the white jersey, it looked mm-hmm. terrible, but I get it. I was like, oh, now I know that 
as a Lane United yeah. fan. Okay? Yeah. But it was, yeah, you could, you could screw you that could, jersey up as much oh, as you want. and people did. People anything. did. I was walking around being like, oh, these are some interesting some choices. really terrible looking jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, either way, it was like a really cool activation that they had in there. And then um, it, it's just, it was, I guess it was different for me because I had seen much of this stuff already. Right. So it was like going in and being like, okay, cool. So I'm pretty well versed in like, everything that's that's going on here so i did that and i ended up having you were to leave in work early. mode it's different it's a yeah, different experience I was. I was in like let's play let's walk around and i have all the time in the world uh so let's see what happens and then uh monday night we had the cooligans in town yes we did we gotta go see the cooligans yes oh man and that was oh, that was good the amazing. punchline we ended up uh getting probably around 100 people in there um i, and I would think it would be like maybe a little bit more than that. But. It's hard to tell because a lot of people came uh, last minute. Right. Um, so I know there were like 85 some tickets sold like a few hours up until yeah. the thing. And then and then all of a sudden people just started showing up. So it was, yeah. it was wild. Um, got to see uh, uh, the Cooligans Total mm-hmm. Soccer Show. And then they had an amazing lineup of guests. Um, they had Alexi Lawless. They had Max Bratos. They had Tony Miola. Yeah. Showed up as a surprise guest. Yeah. Uh, Jason Davis, uh, Soccer Eagle from XM Radio, was in the back uh, just kind of uh, attending. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Paul Tenorio from The Athletic, uh, George Karashi, uh, editor for The Athletic. We had Felipe Cardenasio. Um, from uh, who reports now uh, for The Athletic. For The Athletic, For Atlanta yeah. United and on Atlanta United specifically. Um, I really and- like him. This is the first time I ever met him, and we had a full, I feel like, 20-minute conversation about wine he's, so he's he's on my higher up uh, favorite he's a sweetheart list. and yeah. uh, we actually met at soccer con a year ago before yeah. i even knew that he was a writer before i had any followers on twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> like who, who are like, you jay like very early in the elaine season so it's kind of neat to see how that's all come to growth to see him uh being very successful now um for this amazing publication that has so many amazing writers um i think that was about it. Uh, oh, Mitch Hildebrandt. Yeah, Mitch Hildebrandt was there. Came Actually, up. really funny. He was good. He was good at like the two liners. Yeah, he was giving really some good. stick to, yeah, to Michael sure. Magid, who was a comedian up there with him. So they did some interview slash comedy stuff with all of those folks. And then we got to mingle for like an hour, hour and a half yeah. with all of them um, uh, before Alexi, I think, had to go make, and Max had to go make a showing at Stats after the Men and Blazers show. They had to leave and go to that. But um that that same night oh so, yeah 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 because uh, men blazers did a thing after where they, everybody could go and meet at stats so that was uh awesome also the etr event was monday night where uh home before dark and miles of south yes. and Atlanta, and sampra united and atlians and could make that and dirty south soccer and all the, i mean everybody um it was a huge night it was just a huge night for the community and for soccer was yeah. able to get together soccer uh, with soccer and uh, uh, continental tire sponsored it gave five thousand dollars to soccer in the streets which is incredible and they got to have a good time tons of videos got posted and uh, a podcast was put up by home before dark uh, live recording or sorry live youtube feed mm-hmm. uh, is available on um uh, lane united fan tv you can go there and see the recording of yeah, the entire they event had, they had uh, and a couple cameras picture in picture like yeah. you can see the field and see the host talking and like, yeah super setup yeah yeah uh all the while etr was filming as well there uh, yeah the whole they time. were they were andrew Weeby came up to me later when i ran into him later in the week and and said to me that um it was legit the best event that extra time radio has ever done so, oh, that's so cool. So that's that's just another uh, tip of the hat to Atlanta and to our content creators and, and yeah. just all the cool stuff that goes on. Because a lot here. of that was done sort of in, in an events mindset that was all sort of put together 
last minute. So it was a lot of, um, a lot of cooperation and like communication between all parties to, to make that happen. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that that was able to happen and that soccer in the streaks benefited like they did. And- yeah. It, it, it felt like MLS was growing up. Right. Because and I talked to Andrew about this. Andrew said like, isn't it great that, you know, we're not just doing one event a night. Right. That you had this night where there's like four things going on simultaneously. Yeah. You got to pick one. Yeah. You know, maybe you can catch part of one in the, you know, at the end, but like that's, typically how these types of things go for, you know, other sports. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that I think it's healthy that we had the Cooligans there who were still able to, even with men and blazers going on to draw a hundred plus people and the extra um, time radio thing and the extra time radio event going on that was successful. Um, all that stuff simultaneously. So that was very cool, uh, to see. And that just started to ramp up the hype even more. Right. Uh, because, uh, at that point, then I started to meet and talk to, these personalities that I interact with on Twitter on a regular basis, right. like Paul Tenorio and uh, George Karashi, not so much, but George, I just, we made a connection somehow. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you have to come out. Uh, I'm doing it at nine 30 in the morning on uh, Tuesday morning. We're going to, oh, that's right. You did the, right. Yeah. I the pickup game. He says, I got the passcode to the, uh, the gate soccer in the streets is letting us play there uh, Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning at the time. And would you like to come? And I was like, of course, because Bobby Warshaw is going to be there right. and Paul Tenorio and mm-hmm. Cooligans, Toll Soccer Show. I haven't played pickup soccer in like over a decade. Like I haven't done that in forever. Okay. So this was a big deal for me because. I heard you played goalie. Did you play goalie? I started off very. So that next morning, by the way, we were at George's Airbnb at the Hilton till like two in the morning. Right. Uh, all of us. Yeah, because we all and went then, after the Cooligans. We all went yeah. to the the Weston, I think, and the all the drinks. Saw Matt Doyle. Yeah. yeah. Who? Funny enough, when you when we walk in and we're at the bar and we turn, was in a Matt Doyle's armchair. He was in a massive armchair with like a port. spotlight on him, and yeah. I'm like, that's so Matt Doyle with holding a a glass, a glass of, of some kind of whiskey uh, or yeah, or bourbon, scotch. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, very charming man in person, and uh, it just makes me feel all the more that this Twitter thing is a is like an alter ego and, uh, of like some percentage wise, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Um, and he's definitely the smartest man in the room, uh, in the Weston Hotel <laughs> bar for sure. Um, and uh, just very impressive. Uh, and uh, we, I think I brought up, I think I said, uh, God, you know, we as fans are just gonna become completely insufferable if we win an MLS Cup, aren't we? Oh he's, yeah. And he he begins to go. Oh, well, n- no, you'd probably be fourth worst. And let me explain why. And went into like the history of like like all the teams that are worse, that were worse after their first MLS Cup, all the way back to DC United before Twitter, like when they used to go on the soccer boards and rage and uh, and, uh, and and DC United fans would, would wear their DC United jerseys to U.S. Men's National Team games oh, and wow. get into it with the American <laughs> Yeah, we won't be that bad. And I was like, okay, the encyclopedia has opened. So yeah, he just has that brain. It just where like if something triggers, it just opens up and just all this information just dumps out. Um, and But either way, that, that, that next morning will be the... Uh, is probably the highlight of my MLS All-Star week. I will remember that morning forever with just just for like two hours straight just playing soccer, starting off thinking I was like had all this energy and playing as a forward and then progressively moving further and further back. 
uh, as I could became more and more immobile and ended up playing uh, almost like a sweeper keeper than basically a goalkeeper. Um, got nutmegged by Bobby Warshaw, I believe, uh, at one point. Um, also put a couple picks on him, I have to say. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, Watch out, Bobby. He, he remembered, I think, a, a, a tweet exchange we had uh, months ago mm-hmm. about in response to one of his videos complaining about LGP's picks. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, and uh, he said, uh, "Jay, why you gotta, why you throwing picks?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "I learned from the best, man. LGP, baby." <laughs> 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 just like awesome moments like that that I will remember forever, um, because it was just, it was just really special to finally get to play at Soccer Station, mm-hmm. um, and then play with people that I, uh, a lot of them I look up to, uh, yeah. you know, especially Paul Tenorio, just uh, an amazing mind, and got some great video of him uh, putting on a show. And by the way, uh. uh Taylor Rockwell of Total Soccer Show is uh, really good. <laughs> like, oh, it's soccer? Couple goals. Oh, yeah? Uh, really cheeky. Uh, <laughs> likes to play around and clown on people. Um, Bobby Warshaw was very gentle. Uh, uh, probably could have scored 20 goals, you know but what? would pass the ball most of the time. You know what's really interesting <laughs> is that, like, as you're explaining this, I'm like, I can definitely, their personalities explain, like, Taylor yeah. is very, like, yeah. A funny, quick, Paul sharp. Paul Norio, kind of like Kevin Kratz, just real quiet. But yeah. when he gets the ball, he always gets a pass out. And but when I met Bobby, it's the same thing with Bobby. Like, he's just very, like, easygoing. Yeah. But it's like I can completely see that. He probably could have scored, but he's like, no, nah, pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these are things that you will never hear on Extra Time Radio. Like, yeah. Because you'll, and this is a perfect example. Because I listen to Extra Time Radio and uh, on the episode before they flew out. And... They really love being the heel. I mean, like Doyle, <laughs> his only uh, interaction that he described in Atlanta was two fans across the street that yelled at him and told him to get fucked. Oh, and, uh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Kelly and I met Matt. I don't remember yeah. saying that. We had a very lovely conversation <laughs> that, with you, Matt. But that creates the framework, right? Because where he distances himself from being friendly with any fan base he doesn't and want people al- to know he's a nice guy this allows him to make these hot takes right and yeah. and and to kind of distance himself from the fan base so uh i just found that amusing because it was like okay right back to character <laughs> and it, right back into character um after we met all these folks um nah, none, none of the descriptions of our interactions with no. them or any I mean, of really, you guys are lying you're yeah, making up yeah. these people we, don't exist we didn't this none of this happened none of it uh, happened if you, just li- if you listen to their show um, and then we all, then we both got the chance to go to the uh, MLS party that night at Ponce. Chance, yes, yeah, we <laughs> literally crashed that party. Kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> we literally <laughs> crashed the lie. MLS VIP party. We made a last minute decision when the rain started coming down. Yeah, had to make a judgment call. Had an opportunity to go last minute to uh, the party and decided not to make the drive up to the homegrown game. But yeah. we had plenty of pictures and uh, video and stuff being pumped to us by Brandon ATL, who um, yes. is uh, a big listener. And you remember Thank you, man. we went to the Remedi, uh, to meet Remedi at the airport. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that Brandon. So, yep. uh, so yeah, he was uh, tweeting plenty of stuff out. And I, we, I did watch or listen. Yeah, I watched some of the broadcasts for Bobby Br- right. Bradshaw. And, As we were uh, waiting to go to Ponce. Yeah, yeah and uh, David Gass or, or whatever were doing the the yeah. play-by-play. But to me, that was like, it was a really good party because it allowed me to meet the people that you got to meet earlier that morning. So I got to meet Bobby. Uh, right. I, he came right afterwards. Yeah. 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 I got to meet uh, Susanna because mm-hmm. uh, she was hanging out with uh, uh, Jillian that night and we had a great conversation about Frozen Rosé. Of course. Um, as all conversations that I ever talk with anybody lead to wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just got to meet a bunch of other people. It was it was a good overall party. We got to play Jenga. 
Um, we played a lot of Jenga. We played a lot it of was, Jenga. It got a little boring. After you do your circle and you look around, if you don't know any, any party right. like that, if you don't know somebody to talk to, it gets it gets a little boring. So we played some Jenga and we tweeted out way too many tweets. Oh, wait. Of, of videos I think that was playing. you doing way too many tweets <laughs> because you were determined Listen, to win. People had to know we were playing VIP Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> you can only play if you're VIP. You got to have a bracelet to play that Jenga. <laughs> oh so God. it was very special. Um, I just wanted people to experience it because yeah. you know, it's very different from regular Jenga. I'm really Jenga. sad and I don't know if Bobby Warshaw ever listens to our podcast, but I'm really sad because one, at one point Bobby was like, we should go do karaoke. And I was like, Bobby, I was to get people we are around the corner from Dark Horse and they have like the best karaoke in town. I wanted to go. It was a fake interest. It was nobody, shot down. nobody wanted to go. And then we ended up like leaving at 1230 after we ran into Jason Wells, who Terminus Legion member yes. known for wearing the Roman helmet and the uh, super tall flags mm-hmm. uh, at the front row of the supporter section. He works there. And so uh, he just got to chill up there yeah. the whole time. He didn't have to crash it. He just was there already. He was so, already there. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Um, and uh, yeah, just just cool to. I'm sorry, but it's just cool. It is. It's as it much was, as you try to lay back, like, eh, well, there's just like any other people. It's no, dope it's, to be it's, able it's to rub elbows. Well, because you with, talk to them and interact with them so so much on Twitter that it's yeah. like you feel like you already know them. And then once one of those things when you meet in person, right? Lexi Lawless yeah. gave me shit for wearing sleeves to the party. Right. Um, I was trying to be low key, <laughs> but Lexi Lawless calling me out, uh, and uh, and just uh, being able to uh, uh, see. Uh, the Cooligans and Total Soccer Show and uh, the fact that this was their last show and yeah. they get to do On a finale time. at MLS All-Star That's Week. So awesome. Must have been just amazing mm. for them. Absolutely. Um, so very cool. Do we get a go in a Wednesday? Dude, guys, <laughs> it was a packed three days. It was packed. So Wednesday, I have to say, by far, was my favorite day. Yeah. Um, because that this was like the culmination of me working my ass off for as long as I have and then getting to go and like hang out with the people that I like worked with this entire time, like before the game and like interact with them and do that sort of thing and then get to go to the game. And so before the game, there was like this pre pre gaming at stats where all of these people within MLS and like, um, other MLS uh, heads and people like that. So like, it was like the MLS party, but it's just yeah. a pre-match thing. Yeah. 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 So like, I gotta meet and, and run. By into- the way, this whole time, this whole week, I was. Uh, for those of you listeners don't know, when we LAFC came to Atlanta United, this guy LAFC Rich, who is just a big personality in the LAFC landscape, and buddies with Max Bretos, and he's just plugged in with the club, and you know, was just one of the first people to help sort of found this idea of the team and get the whole supporters culture going. Mm -hmm. And he came to the tailgate and he told me he landed on Monday night and said, Hey, what are you doing? This was right after the cool kids show. And we kept exchanging texts for like (laughs) three days. And I could not three solid days find this guy. I could not find this guy. I, I walked down the stairs. I turned the corner and I go, Hey, I, I hear, Hey Kelly. And I'm like, Oh, Rich, what's going on, man? And so I have a full conversation with Rich. We yeah. talk about walking over together to the stadium. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go say hi to a few more people. Yeah, you just run and into Rich. So and then I'll, three days yeah. of texting with him and you just bump into him twice. twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I, I hang out. We have some drinks there. Then we actually end up walking over to the to the match. And I, I was lucky enough to, because I worked with MLS since like January um, with all of the things that were going on for MLS All-Star Week they sort of treated me and a bunch of people with my company to sweets 
So I got to go up to the 200 level suites, um, which when I went up the elevator, LA, uh, Rich was on the elevator. Of and that's is. when yeah. I took the picture yeah, of him. He's plugged in like that. Yeah. Because um, it's just, it was hilarious. And I was like, I keep trying to tell, get Jay to come. And he's like, where's Jay? And I'm, I have no idea. No, where's Rich? That's the question. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I went up to the suite and it was really awesome because. Um, I thought about getting an MLS all-star scarf and sort of because I bought myself a jersey. I was like, oh, I'll hold off on the scarf. And then I walk in and like there are MLS scarves like everywhere in the yeah. suite. And they're like, take one. And I'm like, okay. So I get, I finally get my Literally, MLS. They were like, take them because they did they, end up yeah. discounting them like 15%, 15% oh, well. off the next day. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> they were like, Please um, take this I, I finally got a, an MLS scarf and it was actually really cool because I'm sitting there in the suite and like I'm having some food and some wine because of course they had wine for me. And like it was just this beautiful sort of thing. And then I hear this lively personality behind me just like walking into the suite and I turn around and it's Archie Eversole. Yeah, yeah. And Archie, another one that I keep missing. I, I know. Like we've been pinging each other on Instagram for ages. I like, know. Oh, I, I eventually walked yeah. up to him and I was like, hey, Archie, I'm Kelly. I do Unrelegate. And he goes, oh, I know exactly who you are. Jay and I keep trying to meet up <laughs> exactly. and, and I should be on the podcast. And I had a full conversation with Archie. And now, like, every time I see him, we hug each other. And then I'm like, Archie, when you come into the game, you're besties now. We're and besties. I still have yet to, to meet him. In we person. are besties. Yeah. Super cool guys. Well, now that Super you have the cool. connect, maybe you can orchestrate something. I will orchestrate can, it. Where we can meet up. I will and work it out. Yeah. But yeah, it was just really awesome and then um the game and and whole was like really i thought really really well done they did uh these bracelets that everybody in the state yeah, the, the stadium got and they yeah. they they lit up I, and am i bad i i threw mine away when i left well they died they died I'm the like, next this is just day. plastic stuff like uh, junk i don't have any room for no junk, i mean so. i i kept people mine. were holding on to them at after parties and i was like dude yes. shut your dumb bracelet off yeah no they did you look like a doofus in this at, like cool black arrow Copenhagen party, and then like like this lanky white guy walked up to go into the door, and his like bracelets like flashing a bright red, and it is dark in there. Like it is if dark. you walk in there, it's like yeah. it's like you're gonna be a beacon. Yeah, and I was like, bro. Yeah. You might want to turn that bracelet off you before you roll into that place. But either way, I thought <laughs> that like I thought the game was idiot. really well done. I thought that the whole aesthetic of the game was really well done. I was really proud of MLS for that. I know that there are a lot of people at the stadium that worked really hard to get that to where it was, so I was proud so of it. So who did the pyrotechnics? That was uh, ML, uh, MLS did that? I'm not, that fell from the halo board? I, I actually <laughs> That, that did, burned two of our uh, one of did, my followers and his dad? I did not know that, that that was going to happen, yeah. so... That was it a surprise to me too. On, my pictures. It looked said, super dope. Yeah, I didn't know did that not it was turn out burning well for people's some people. flesh. Yep. That's super, <laughs> super nice to know. I tweeted out. I was like, uh, remember guys, uh, no smoke allowed during the march outside. But uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put on pyrotechnics that burn people's flesh off. That's Jay. <laughs> Jay. Uh, so don't do that again, please. Let's just not do that. Because then the smoke's just hanging in the air the whole time. Although it led to some really cool pictures. It did. The it did. Easiness of the match led to some really but when awesome you're in pictures. the 300s, it's just it's not that fun. Yeah, um, understood. understood. Yeah. And then we both uh, went to after, so I went back to stats and hung out a little bit there. Got to meet. Back I didn't up. have the I didn't have the bracelet that yeah. time, so I couldn't crash stats. So I yeah, had sorry. I went straight to the Copa 90 Black Arrow right. at the music room. I eventually I eventually got there. It was by the time I left, which is I think you guys arrived 15 minutes after I left yeah. at 12:30. It was bonkers in there it i was, was claustrophobic like i was like i'm leaving now 
Oh, but it was so cool. I was like, this place burns down. We're screwed. Um, It was crazy packed in there, but it was a lot of fun. Great music, great dancing. Yeah, Footy Mob was holding core, Chris Jenkins. I didn't end up going to sleep that night till 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, see, I couldn't do that. I had stuff to do the next day. I got to really. I I had to be at work at night and I shot myself. You're a lunatic, so, you know, I can't. (laughs) I am a lunatic. Yeah. That's why I still sound like this. That's right. So, uh, so I. I had a blast there. It um and and we do have to mention um Aaron Dolores of Black Arrow. Yes. Because he I kept running into him. I didn't he recognized me first when we ran into each other like Monday or Tuesday when I was floating around the hotel with all the families that were there and finally I was convincing people to come out. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people started to come out and go, Oh, well, I, this is worth my time. I might run into players. And right. and thankfully they were not uh, like I didn't turn into be an idiot, like, you know, make these people come down there and then they just stand there for four. That's right. what I was afraid of. I was like, yeah, come on yeah. down. And then they, nothing would happen. But they came down and people were tweeting at me pictures of like every Atlanta United player you could possibly think of. Uh, pictures of jerseys with 15 signatures with Giovinco and yeah. BWP and, uh, you know, mm. even Kobe Jones was there, right? I'm really and, weird at like if I see players because I saw a bunch of them and I like walked right past Brad Guzan. I didn't want to stop and like talk to them. And- I did see Barco. I walked up behind him as he walked in the, to the hotel. Isn't he small? And I put my uh, hand on his uh, shoulder, uh, which I don't know why I did that, but um, I did uh, put it in my, just to, I guess, let him know I was coming around. And, uh, you know, like like six feet below me, I put my yeah, <laughs> and then I leaned in. And I just said, mucho gusto, you know, and uh, big smile on his face. And then I walked away and I just watched because all these people were every time a player would walk in the door, they would be all over him. Hounded. Yeah. Barco. Nobody fucking recognized him. Re- not one really person he was there for th- at least two minutes that's a long time to be standing there yeah kind of looking at his phone before he walked off and it pissed me off because he got voted into the all-star match yeah and gressel did not and yet nobody fucking recognizes him so who the fuck is voting him in if they don't even fucking recognize him so anyways that pissed me off uh i felt i mean does he look different in person? He's just, he looks like a tiny man. I don't know how to explain it, but nobody recognized him. Um, and then uh, going back to Aaron Dolores, I kept running to him. Yeah. And, and he, because uh, I had tweeted at him that I really enjoyed his interview on the Total Soccer Show yeah. a few months ago. And if you don't know who Aaron Dolores is, he founded Black Arrow. And they were part of that Copa 90 documentary uh, in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, talking about black culture, mm-hmm. uh, black soccer culture, hip hop, all of that stuff. And he has this interesting vision where he started this, uh, uh, f- sort of founded it, and there are right. a few me- few members of Black Arrow. Right. Um, it's just a small shop. He's always traveling. And basically, they look at it as a lifestyle brand. Um, and they're trying to intersect soccer and black culture because growing up, uh, he uh, felt that soccer was not really accessible to him. And yet he started to follow and really admire a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, African-American soccer players, uh, you know, around the world. And he wanted to uh, really get uh, black communities in touch with sort of like, okay, you know, who are these players and what are they doing? Where do they come from? Um, and also creating new and engaging experiences around the game. So instead of making everything about like, like, hey, we're going to go watch a soccer match. It's like, right. hey, we're going to go hang out. Right. Let's all go hang out. It's just a different out. way to premise it, right? Right. Within sort of the black community and say, we're just going to go chill. Yeah. Hop on this bus. We'll go party. We'll go drink. There'll be a soccer match. Yeah. But that's not what it's all about. No. And sort of introducing it that way, right? Instead of like, let's all buy jerseys and you have to be a fan already or any of this nonsense, right? Um, and sort of 
um, creating a, those experiences around the game uh, instead of making the game the f- center focus, mm-hmm. more about just community and hanging out. Um, and then creating content around that to yeah. then sort of drive the hype. Um, and then also focus in and hone on the impact that black people have on the soccer world. You yeah. Know? So very cool dude. Yeah. Very um, awesome of him to give us, uh, he gave me a bracelet. Uh, he stopped by the, before the game. We were at the Airbnb again with George Karashi mm-hmm. and Paul Zanorio and all those guys kind of hanging out before the game. And he stopped by with like unlimited drinks, uh, bracelets. Oh, nice. Um, and, and that was kind of cool. So, just very super nice guy. So check them out at Black Arrow FC. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of cool stuff, and there'll be some more content they'll be putting out with Copa 90 from yeah. this All-Star I event. was I was standing next to him. He actually got to come to an ATL-UTD match yesterday mm-hmm. um, because he wanted to experience that, and he said it was probably one of the coolest things he's been to because um, he was he was talking about how how the the fan culture is so engaging and and so about this team he said that when he went to LAFC a couple weeks ago that he thought that that was sort of the best fan culture experience but he said going to an Atlanta United match is exactly equal and that you know this city is sort of crazed and 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 our fans are all about our team and that was sort of really cool to to see and hang out with him during the match yeah uh so that was just a cool way to cap it off mm mm-hmm. Um, I was not there till, till that late, but I did get a couple hours. I got there early. So I hung out for at least an hour or two, um, with everybody. And at that point you can't hear anything and you're just yelling in people's ears. Oh, the music uh, room. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I was like, well, I had a dance party with the Cooligans. <laughs> uh, we surprised. had, we had a few dance offs and then at some point me and Christian started doing salsa. <laughs> 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 it just ended up happening like that. And then we all went out after that to go eat at Waffle House. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite all-star week moment? Oh, gosh. Uh, how about you go? Because I feel like you've got one geared up. I need to think about it. Okay. So I think for me, it was definitely playing at Soccer Station. Like I already mentioned that. Um, and uh, I think the funny thing is it was actually the thing I didn't participate in at Soccer Station, which is I just recorded the guys doing – just 90s uh, old school shootout PKs and that was just dope it was just it was just neat to watch everybody just so carefree um, just in the moment you know uh, no I know the ETR thing I hear was really great but it was a produced event this was just a pickup game you know what I mean it was just a pickup game with a bunch of guys and I haven't experienced this is something that a lot of people do all the time. Felipe talks about it. He's even on a team. A lot of people I know are on teams or regular teams. They do, you know, five asides or they do uh, you know, nine V nine or whatever. And uh for me this was a huge thing because I've haven't really kicked a ball, you know, since I stopped playing soccer. Yeah. And so that was a big thing for me to go, like, oh, I should really need to do more of this. It sort of lit something in me again to want because I wasn't you get when you've been away from it so long, you're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not going to go play with those guys. I'll just be in the way. Or, you know, I'm just a fat guy. What am I going to do? You know, or you get nervous. You just like start thinking like, you know, we'll let them play. Let them enjoy yeah. themselves. Everybody was so sweet to me. You know, I had an own goal, you know, at the, near the end of the <laughs> game, I'm falling over, uh, had a horrible pass uh, early on. This guy, Stanley, who was playing with us, used to play with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And oh, every wow. time I fell down, he was there picking me up and saying, good play. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just just that moment like I will remember that forever that is something that um to me represents 
uh, you know, instead of an all-star where he had all these players from different teams, we had all these personalities from MLS coming together from all over the United States that you see and you interact with on Twitter, mm-hmm. but that are sort of behind the scenes guys that put a lot of work and a lot of times and most of the time we're not getting paid or yeah. getting paid nothing exactly to do what they do. And uh, just to kind of uh, be able to share that moment with with those guys and then also just Total Soccer Show, uh, you know, who I got to know in Omaha and then uh, again, Atlanta and the Cooligans um, and all of us sharing that together as sort of like it was like, yeah, this is our thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is our two hours, you know, that was cool. Yeah. So I think mine is a is a culmination of actually, weirdly enough, there there are two photos I've taken during this week that sort of uh, are accumulation of like my favorite moments. So there's a m- picture I took that I put on Twitter where I'm it's I'm taking a selfie and it has the MLS All Star logo in the back and I'm on the stage where the Two Chains concert was. Mm-hmm. So to me that was like a, uh, a a really proud moment for me to be like finished with the event and it have gone off so well and. Uh, to have everybody that came out to that and um, the entire community that was able to experience those two events that we've worked months in making. Uh, we spent out, uh, countless hours on the phone in uh, phone meetings twice a week to make sure everything went down smoothly and that we were uh, treating the fans appropriately or giving them something that they'd want to come to and that they would enjoy. So for me, that moment was really special because that was a way that I could not only give back to my own community, but I could also give back to um, or introduce other people to the world of soccer that they aren't necessarily always uh, captured in. So that was a big moment for me. And then the other one was actually one that I posted on my uh, Instagram, I think a day or so ago, where I'm standing in front of what looks like an infinite amount of MLS logos. That was a cool photo for me because that's at the MLS party at Stats um, before the match. And that to me is just a a way of not solidifying myself in this culture, but like as a way of saying that like I worked really hard to get here and that it's sort of neat to be able to interact and meet with the people that I've met with. And uh, it's sad that it's ended, um, but I like look forward to, you know, hanging out and seeing more people and and uh engaging with them further down the line and 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 it really opens up for me hopefully and for the for the both of us the possibility of just continually growing this yeah it was very cool and uh you know with that i I would just add two more things uh for myself number one um the cool against total soccer show invited me on stage uh this is not to pat myself on the back this is just because i want to thank them for the, give me a World Cup uh, comedy tour scarf uh, with signed uh, signed yep. and with some personal messages on them. Um, and that's something that uh, I'll uh, look to get framed or something like that. I don't know what to, I'll do with it. But it's, it's a really cool moment it's, for uh, you, a very, very cool thing that they did that um, because I, I just think they're awesome. And um, also to uh, just our listeners that we bump into yes. regularly starting with um, uh, ran into just and people tweeting at us and interacting with us. Mm-hmm. Like even though we didn't catch each other at the Hyatt, you're like, I'm here. I yeah. just missed you. And here's photos of me with this player. Like that's what this is about, you know, yeah. or uh, uh, like Bryce uh, Wardlaw uh, uh, at B underscore Wardlaw 17. Um, 
this young man reached out to me because he saw that I picked up a few 17 pins at the block party. And he's like, you know, you have a look superior. You have extra, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I have a, a King Peach pin. You know, would you like to trade? So meeting him at the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to trade pins. To trade pins. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and then going and sitting somewhere different in the 200s and running into uh, people that are not on social media that just mm-hmm. recognize my tattoo or whatever and our listeners. That are not even on Twitter. What? Yeah. That are like, hey, I listen to your show. I've listened to it ever since the first episode. Yeah. And uh, being able to sit and just hang out with them. Um, it, gets, it gets crazy for me because this this happens like, it, this obviously happens, I feel like, a lot more to you. But it started happening to me like where I can walk around the stadium now. and You have to get a just, giant tattoo on your head. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> uh, the people will just start yelling my name and I'm like, what's going on? And yeah, yeah it's, it's really awesome. And if you happen to see me or Jay in the stadium, stop us, say hi to us. We want to meet you. We want to, I want to give you a hug. Like I, I want to meet any and everybody that, that participates in anything we do. Uh, yeah, it was just very cool. Uh, I felt just like a big, uh, like it felt like a big hug this week. Uh, yeah, just like everything hug. went really well. I felt like I was witnessing history. Yep. Um, because this will likely never happen again than my lifetime, anyways. Uh, where you there's never an all-star, know. where there's an all star game in Atlanta while I'm oh, still alive. Atlanta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, may that may be pushing it. Um, but you never know. We may have 700 teams by that point. Who knows? Who, who uh, knows? Don may just go crazy. Who knows? Uh, keep keep adding <laughs> keep adding them. Um. And then, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying like, I I really actually, I don't know if we meant to go as in depth as we have. Fuck it. This is just one. Yeah. You, but it was like a lifetime. This is a once in a lifetime podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was like one of those things that the same thing I kept telling myself this week when, even when my body was like giving up on me, I'm like, this is a once in a life. Like you've got to do this. Yeah. Uh, like at 5am when I wanted to just pass and I did pass out, but Man, I'm just tired. I'm just tired, and I'm, and, I'm, re- I'm, I'm relishing and how amazing this week was. And uh, real quick, what did you think of the game, the the, the actual game? Just you know, like high level. Like, I thought it. How'd w- you feel about it? I thought it was good. I thought, of course, of course, Joseph Martinez scored a goal um, because he's absolutely relentless. I mean, the fact that he went in for a header the way he went in for a header and could have easily got kicked in the face again. Uh, just sort of shows you how determined he is to score at any moment in time, even though it's a friendly. Um, yeah, and I think I I think as far as our players, our players showed off well. But it was also for me very interesting to watch certain players that I admire in the league and not being worried about them <laughs> like scoring on us. So like Piatti is a player that I really enjoy watching and I really I really enjoy being able to see him combine with some of our players and having the feeling of urging him on to play even better same with Alfonso Davies that kid is insanely talented it it sort of sucks that we're losing him in our league but I mean he's obviously going to Bayern Munich I mean you can't like go to Bayern like of course, but watching him play and it be for something that I'm rooting for was also a wonderful. Yeah, feeling. because that may be the only. It's probably the only time I'll see him play in person again. Yeah, uh, I don't think we play. Do we play Vancouver Whitecaps again? Um, if we do, I don't think it's at home, but maybe um, I'm not sure. Um, oh, so talented! Uh, I mean, his touches are just incredible. And uh, I got to watch the game with Dijon Thibault, who won my little uh, last-minute right. Twitter contest, um, uh, winning a, a, a seat next to me in the 200 Delta Club. 
and uh, got to eat some Iberian pig with him and oh, uh, nice. hang out. Uh, and uh, I think for me, it's the same. Watching, there were a few beautiful moments with interplay between Piotti, Miggy, and Joseph. Oh, and it just God, makes it was... your head go, like, what, if? what if? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, just very bizarre for me as an Arsenal supporter to see uh, like Chesney playing in goal. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously plays for Juventus. But still, um, you know, to me, he's, you know, one of the, He's he's Arsenal player, but yeah. uh, you know that was really interesting. Um, I never expected. I didn't even think it didn't register until he was playing. I was like, "Oh, that's oh, yeah. right, Chesney is playing." <laughs> um, and then uh, I just think uh, overall, other than Juventus sort of slowing the pace down in the second half, I thought for an All Star game, it was it was great. I it really was, enjoyed it. Yeah. The atmosphere actually was pretty good. The three hundreds would start chance. Uh, it wasn't just a supporters section area. I was sitting behind. It was just a weird experience because sit, sitting right behind me are are two super loud. New York Red Bulls fans oh. because they got four players in there. Yeah. And so like, you know, every time and they wrote, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, just Run like total, total New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was all, like, at first I was like, oh, this guy, this guy. But then I turned around, I was like, let's, let's, let me talk to him. And then, you know, once we started talking and just, you know, he knew, he clearly he knows a lot about Atlanta United and MLS. Yeah. And so that made it more enjoyable because it wasn't like he's just there. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. Like he was there to celebrate the there whole thing. There was a thing. bunch of, there's a, you know, it's like very, he could put that rivalry aside and we could have some fun banter during the yeah. game. There's know. a very wide range of like people there yeah. for like supporting any and every team in MLS. Yeah, it was the whole it was, idea. It was, yeah. the, it was a lot of people there. Yeah. That, like, Although I, I didn't say shit when BWP uh, missed the penalty. I thought that'd be just like, there's no need for that. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. No. And I'll just I'll just say, hey, uh, you know, have a good day. And like, <laughs> but I was tempted to say something to him. <laughs> but he seemed like he'd be somebody that, would, that wouldn't take that very well. So yeah. um, either way, very cool night. Uh, anything else about MLS All-Star Week? I think... Man, we we just went in there. We just covered. I feel like over an hour into the deep end. We did. Yeah. No, I, I there are, there are a few moments that I really enjoy that I'm going to keep personal. Oh, uh-uh. um, just because it it ended up being a really good week for me and and total. Yeah. But um, no, I just it. It was a great experience. Well, share your experiences, guys. Tell us what you did. Tweet at us. Send us pictures. Um, you know, let's take a look back. Yeah. You know, uh, it's been a busy week. Um, and uh, up next, we're going to take a break, and then we'll get right into it, man. We had a match. We had a match. We had a match, guys. Oh, man. Did back we to MLS. Match? Back for mm-hmm. reals, yo. We got to stop meeting like this, Toronto. Yeah, guys, settle down, man. Woo. So, yeah, we'll be uh, right back after this. You guys. You guys. Do you like beer? Uh, yes. Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, duh. 
right? Right, if right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they go together. <laughs> well, the more, go to- we have an awesome, awesome promotion for you guys. The, the sickest promotion, we guys. Have part- the sickest. We have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only one. There is literally no other shuttle. I mean, there might be a, uh, a guy, like an Uber driver, that say he could drive you places. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know if you want to get in that car. <laughs> gets kind of expensive. <laughs> it does. It could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You-, you don't know. Yeah, yeah no, but when you when you really consider it, you're, you're, you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15. If you try to do that with an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you're paying almost $100 yeah. for the and day. It's not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself, that means you're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking and driving. If you're no. with a friend, you don't want to put that friend in the spot. Yeah, don't draw, do that. You don't want to draw straws and figure out, okay, well, now who only gets to, to not drink at the rest of the breweries? Obviously, Doug. Right. Doug has to. Oh, Doug's always yeah. a DD. Doug and, and Ben. Screw that Ben, ben guy. God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides. Avoid, yeah. you know, driving. Having, or and, having to find the places on a map. Or like ways. Yeah. And you know, take all the work out of it. Nobody wants to do any of that. Take all the work out of it. You could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time. Yeah, get on the bus. Or post selfies. Like Kelly said, Yeah. they go to seven breweries. Seven one breweries. cidery and a distillery and even a Marta station for only $15 a day, guys. Not only that, but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds. Like, they have guys on the bus telling you all you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to, the beers that they're serving, and even new things that they've got coming out. I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Sit back. Relax, enjoy whatever music the driver puts on. Maybe you'll learn some new songs. Yeah. Okay. Get to know a beer nerd. Despacito. Get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it. You can just you get just off the drinking. bus. Start drinking. That's what this whole thing is. You don't have for. to get off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights. You get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just it's don't like worry a, about it's it. It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated listeners like you yeah. get $5 off daily $5 passes. $5 off. Dude, with, that's Yeah. That's one third the price. That's a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. UNREL. You got it. UNREL. I mean, yes. it's easy to spell. And yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit one per person. That's, I mean, that's standard. I mean, guys, it's only weekend. $15 a piece. Yeah. So you're taking $5 off of that. You yeah. know, sure, you can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah. But that's you can't cool. combine it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be getting all the breweries yeah. in on that one day anyways. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter. So You're pound it for one day. <laughs> Straight pounding. So let's recap it. No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only fifteen dollars per day. Beer but, nerds. But if you use the code Unrel, yeah. it's only ten bucks. Only ten dollars, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. Go to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah. It's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys. ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at ATL Beer Bus. And you can find it at AtlantaBeerbus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own. Adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. Uncovering the ways to plan the next big attack. Well, they were counting down the ways to stab the brother in the be right back after this. The unavoidable kiss with a minty fresh death breath is sure to outlast this catastrophe. Dance with me, cause if you've got the poison, I've got the remedy. The remedy is the experience. This is a dangerous liaison. I says the comedy is that it's serious. This is a strange enough new play on words. I said the tragedy is how you're gonna spend the rest of your nights with the light on. So shine the light on all of your friends When it all amounts to
high pitch. Woo! Man. He, Ric Flair was there, by the way. <laughs> the All-Star game. Oh, Forgot man. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen, guys. Uh, we just faced Toronto. You know that. Yeah. That, and this is what you want to hear, right? You want to hear You want to hear our takes, our hot takes. Our, I don't know if they're going to be hot. I mean. We're, yeah. Well, we're not doing it. We're just going to. We're, we're actually skipping this segment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's like mildly warm coffee right now where like there's no creamer in it. There's no sugar. It's just black coffee and it's mildly warm. You just have to take it. So before we get into the match, let's talk about before the match. Uh, Barco was suspended for a third uh, game by Correct. Tata, coach's mm-hmm. decision, quote unquote. Um, in an interview after the game, Tata said that I know this is soccer and we must win, but I don't do this because I'm nuts. There's an Atlanta United culture we want to instill, a lifestyle our club embraces that we like to be able to be observed that must lead us beyond a result. If by taking my chances in a weekend outcome, I can't take action for this matter, I'm just making a mistake because it means uh, results are more important than the lifestyle, rules of conduct, and public image our club wants. And luckily, I have the front office support who believes the same as I do. So a three-match sanction is not a lot. Those are the times, and he already knows that. He's training. He comes every day. We talk about soccer, but the measures are part of coaching strengths. When I feel discipline is fulfilled, he will rejoin the team. Anyway, I don't um, think uh, uh, missing minutes uh, playing against Toronto, Columbus, and Montreal. I I don't mind playing without him. I don't uh, choose a sanction depending on the opponent. Which is really interesting that he says that because he added Columbus here. Yeah, and and I don't know if that was a mistranslation um, or or that's just what he meant. Um, he was be- maybe he's uh, speaking hypothetically. So, maybe yeah, yeah, like like in the next match, if I choose to sit him, yeah, it's 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 not because of I don't make the decision based on the opponent. opponent it's because right. he's not ready. Right. Um, and so, I don't feel like the discipline is fully served. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and you know, I can't argue with that. To be honest, no. I, I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> There's really nothing point. to add. I mean, like we all we all know we all know yeah. what happened, and we all we all are understanding and appreciative and behind our front office and our coach. Yeah, and uh, and just because uh, this thing went down when I saw Barco in the in the hotel lobby, I mean, you know, we should. I don't think you should ever. Whatever happened, I don't think you should use that to to affect like how you interact with a player, like personally. Like you know, I'm, yeah. I'm still was happy to see him. I think he's you know uh, he's human. People make mistakes. Right. Uh, I don't know specifically what happened, so it's difficult to judge. Um, as a result, George Bello uh, actually made the starting lineup for the first time. Well, uh, it's a result of of injury on our on our back line. That right. So Barco not being there and Escobar being suspended. Correct. And, and a lack then of depth Zizo with having the surgery and with the Ambrose shoulder. on crutches. Yep. Um, and all of that uh, led to uh, lack of depth, and so Bello. Uh, made the bench in case, I guess, in case something happened. Yeah. Um, to a, uh, one or both of two players that where he would have to come in. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was just interesting to see his flag banner kind of right plop down. I'm sure that was a big moment for him. His flag banner, it wouldn't have come down. Whatever it is, flag banner. What do you call that? It's like the the graphic. It didn't come down. Flag. They were showing it before. Oh, not come down. But they were showing it. Sorry, they were showing his graphic before the game. Yes. During the yeah. Uh, before the like, line. Yeah, yeah, the starting eleven is with the flags. Um, but it was interest. It was interesting because I, I, it's his first start as an ATL UT. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. First time first, in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. in the lineup. Yeah. Correct. Sorry. Um, and then it was also really interesting to see the way that uh, the formation ended up turning out. So I, I yeah. put something. On- Everyone loses. <laughs> Harris, <laughs> me, you, Jason no, Longshore, 
Everybody, nobody got this lineup predicted. Oh, I didn't get the lineup predicted, no, no, but no. I did say three five two. No, no, no. I'm. I know everybody knew it was a toss up between those yeah. two. But nobody but, got the prediction. Nobody got no. the lineup no. predicted. There's uh, no way. With Lorenowitz as right center back and uh, putting Remedi in as the number six and Kratz as the number eight. And uh, at first, I was. I think I tweeted. I just said, "What the hell is this?" Like I just. I was like, "What? Yeah. What's going on?" Uh, I didn't really have an opinion on it. I was just like, oh, this this is interesting. I didn't I, feel I did, one way or the other. Yeah, I wasn't I nervous, but at the same time, I didn't know what to expect with Lorenowitz as a right center back. Yeah. Um, especially with if he had people burning up on the wings. But at the same time, I knew that that uh, Toronto didn't really have all that much speed up there, except right. Giovinco. Yeah. Um, and they weren't starting Ricketts. So... I guess I was thinking, well, he he can handle Josie, which he did most of the first half. He did. I yes. mean, he was on him like glue. He would sweep center. He would basically mark Josie, mm-hmm. and then Gressel or Tito, depending on how they were forming, right, would fall back to the sort of a right back position. Yeah, as Larry was in the middle. But anyways, I for I just, for me when I saw the lineup, I w- I was more interested in in Remedi because this is the first time that I actually got to watch Remedi and not have like because the first time he played and he started was in Montreal and I was doing the block party stuff yeah. so I wasn't able to actually watch him play and I didn't get to see uh the game again with him but this, this is, is the first time, time live though yeah right. it's the first time seeing him live and it was the first time like me actually getting to see the way he His links with other players. yeah 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 um quickly and fastly becoming my my favorite player I don't believe you for a second so you're saying after two matches He's becoming your favorite player. He he is the possibility of becoming my favorite player. Yes, is what I'm saying. Who's your favorite player right now? Yamil Assad. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. Well, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. No, we don't need to. He's still he's still my favorite. He'll he'll always be my favorite. But that's I think he just, did score again, by the way. Who? Uh, Yamil or assisted or scored this probably. Week. Yeah, the other day. He's uh, so cute. <laughs> I miss him. Um, but no, so I thought I thought that was what I was more interested in seeing. I thought putting Kratz in the midfield was also an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, but I know that he's been solid when we put him there. They've only he's made one defensive mistake, but everybody makes defensive mistakes. It just happened to cost us more in one game. He doesn't give the ball away very much, um, no. if at all, and he doesn't commit a lot of fouls. Although he did get a yellow card this time, but the ref <laughs> ref was all over. Villarreal was all over the place with those yellow cards. Did Kratz get a yellow? I thought it was Remedi. I said Remedi. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Kratz. Oh, okay. Sorry. But no, uh, uh, Remedi does not give the ball away very often. No. And Remedi is, uh, is is a guy who you saw last time had like seven tackles and, and uh, no no fouls. But no fouls. He did get a yellow this time. Uh, working hard in that midfield, uh, oh, helping man. to limit Michael Bradley's opportunity, passing opportunities. Um, yeah. So he wasn't able to pass the ball as much as he normally the, the likes to. The link up play between between Remedi and Kratz was actually really nice to watch. Well, Kratz is a very selfless player. Right. And so if you have a player like like uh, uh, Remedi who is all over the field, mm-hmm. who's quick, who's uh, positioning himself so that he's prepared for whatever's going to happen. His positioning is incredible. Then you need to have a smart player like Kratz who can respond to that mm-hmm. and makes make sure he gives him space and right. puts himself in the right places to back him up. And uh, Kratz is that he's just that sort of sturdy tactical midfielder. He's solid, and so he's very good at that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting whenever Nagby comes back to see Nagby to and see Remedi. Nagby and Remedi. Yeah, um, because. 
I would hope that now we can maybe give Larry some rest. Yeah, that would be a hope. At some point, now that Escobar's back, like, why not just, why not do that again? Why not put Kratz and Remedy in there and give Larry a, a break? Right. Although they do have a bye week this week, so we may yeah. not see that happen anytime soon. But just an idea. It's nice to know that we have that depth in the midfield uh, as much as uh, we're, we're sort of lacking um, depth on, lacking the, back on the right back position. And we have no idea when we know Zizzo's not coming back. He's pretty much season ending. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets put on waiver, depending on if we pick up another defensive piece. Yeah, that's a possibility. Which, you know, I don't know. I mean, if if uh, especially I don't know that they've they've not commented on Ambrose yet still. They haven't, no. And I don't know if it was asked in the press conference uh, last night. I have to go look. But. Yeah, I, w- I, I don't know if it was either, but I know that every time I ever that I've seen him and stuff recently, he's still in crutches. Crutches doesn't seem like something you come back in like five days. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Correct. <laughs> you may be out for a while. Correct. So that's a concern. I told everybody on Twitter, I said, uh, to all of my followers, uh, all of you Latinos, go find your grandmothers and have them bless at <laughs> uh, If you've ever seen the video of the, the, the Mexican blessing, grandmother yes. uh, blessing the players uh, as they are lined up for the singing the national anthem in the World Cup, yeah. uh, we need all of the grandmothers. All of because them. Because if something happens to Escobar, we are in deep fucking shit because we are. We're, we'll be locked down to that three five two perhaps mm-hmm. with with larry we uh having to play uh, i don't know miles I robinson mean, or miles robinson or miles or we might get the chance to see bellow but that four two three one was dope it we're is just starting to get yeah. into gear it's so yeah. frustrating it is frustrating Ugh. It's absolutely frustrating. So what do you think about uh, about the first half so i thought the first half we played really well towards uh our our shape and uh our uh tactics going into the match i thought that we controlled the the pitch really well i thought that uh we created a bunch of uh, chances we were asking a lot of questions of the defenders uh there were a few moments in the first half especially that through ball from tito vialba uh, tito vialba to joseph where had he would have just uh, spit a little bit higher or wider. There were a couple of those where uh, early on, you know, the uh, Bono came out and either grabbed a ball or, right. or, Bono a, defender, was on, or a defender got a head on game. it, but Joseph was waiting right there. Yeah, Bono had a great game. Bono, and these keepers seem to have awesome games against us. <laughs> and, so, and it's like, it feels it's like, like every, we level them up. Like No, they, and I yeah. feel like every time you play one of these top tier teams, and whether you like to believe it or not, Toronto is at full steam. Like they're at yeah, full they're capacity missing, now. They're missing one or two defense they're pieces. Still, but, yeah. They're still a, them. They are them from last year. They're still a great team. But like, I feel like every time we play these teams, like NYCFC, the Red Bulls, uh, supporting K- Kansas City, we always end up playing them like when they're at hot. their best. When they're hot, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I think, a testament to us that we've still been able to somewhat hold our ground. But it feels like every time we play these teams, they are like. Listen, on fire. we control the game like. 90% of the match, the whole match, uh, but we had some lapses, um, uh, and, and unfortunately, they were always in, uh, at a time, so it's not much They're time to respond. Yes. Um, and yet again, we can see the first goal and have yep. to come and claw back. This is another trend that's just concerning. Um, I'm not concerned, you know, and we will actually we'll get into that stuff later, but for, for me, we played uh, entertaining. We looked really good. Oh, my God. We, we looked, looked fantastic. really good, and... I think this is where some of the frustrations are coming out is, you know, Miggy had a, 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 a like four shots, uh, seven shots or four on target, something like that. But either way, he had a number on target. Typically, uh, one, one that's directly at the keeper. Uh, I like the fact he's taking shots, um, but they're just not going in. They're still not yeah. going in. And it's, he's not he's not converting 
these chances. Like he was last year, yeah. And that's okay because Joseph is, uh, you know, Jesus Do we want Joseph superstar. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, I feel like I want to point out something with this, This what you're making. Philippe Cardenas uh, made a great point on Twitter this morning where he said, Almiron is a special player. His touch and his speed are elite, but he is not a natural finisher. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we we see. Like he had, I think, two very clear chances this match to get a goal and was not able to uh, convert. Uh, so it's it's a very interesting thing for us to see somebody that last year people didn't really know uh, his skills and his techniques, and they didn't really necessarily know how to shut him down. So I feel like last year, because they're getting to to learn. Uh, Almiron's tactics and the way he plays he had a little bit more freedom to be able to try and convert these these chances but I feel like now that everyone knows that Almiron is somebody you've got to completely shut down and mark the entire game it's it's harder for him I think now to convert yeah I don't, I don't know what it is all I know is this it's something that he's got to work on and hopefully uh, he'll work his way through it. He's just, it's just, this is the way it is this season for it him. Is. And I don't know why. I don't have a reason, but it's frustrating at times. I'm sure he's frustrated. And maybe that's why he for- tries to force it too much. So I, I sent, yeah. I sent this, uh, text to somebody. The, the face that Miggy makes after he had a very clear opportunity to score a goal. If, if I had a dollar for every time I saw that face, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'd be at $15. <laughs> now, cause it's just the same face. It's like that, that, uh, the cringe smile. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did that not go yeah. in? Why is this happening? Why still? is this happening? It's the same look every every shot. I mean, overall, and, and in the second half, you know, uh, uh, there was just G- Giovinco had some creativity, you know, and Giovinco's and Giovinco. He's so difficult. I mean, he, I felt for the most part we limited Bradley's passing uh, for the midfield until the very end of the game when everybody was just exhausted. And then there were some substitutions. Number two, that uh, that Josie was, I mean, just we kept him out of the game like we the did. entire time, which is very important. Like n- nothing that Giovinco was getting I'm, a hold of. It was all created on his own uh, and, and not with the help of Josie well, for, for no, the most the, part. The first assist was from Josie to uh, Giovinco. The first goal? Mm-hmm. For Toronto was Josie to Giovinco. Who did he pass it through? I don't know who he passed it through, but but Josie got the ball and uh, passed it to Giovinco, and it was a it was a heel touch to Giovinco. Oh, I didn't yeah. even see that. Um, that's why you rewatch the matches, and I don't. <laughs> I, not, I did not catch that little thing. Um, and in the second half, I feel like we came out a little flat, but we started to pick up steam again. And again, just controlled possession. Yeah, uh, controlled the game. Uh, we were constantly threatening. We could have put another few goals up. I feel like the 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 what whatever was said at halftime really affected the the guys, and they came out with a ferocity that they they had a little bit in the first half, but they really yeah. came out yet again at another Tito pass. Yeah, like yeah. just right on Perfection. top, of, right on to Joseph's and that's the same, head. It's the same thing. Also, Gressel had some insane passes yeah. this game. No, Gressel was if 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 Gressel hadn't, I think lost to Osario uh, in the second goal at the end. I yeah. think he probably could have been you know. Up there for man of the match, with right? Rometty and Joseph, um, in my opinion, um, it was it was a good game. I know it felt like it was cross, 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 but th- I mean, this is something that we for me it felt like it was like we were just we were unlocking them. Like it felt yeah. like we were doing it in different ways. We were we were switching from side to side. LGP was nailing these switches over to Gressel oh. like the old days, and it was fantastic. And I LGP thought, was also bombing forward. Yeah, and it was just it was great to watch. It was like okay, this is this is 
this didn't look like the three five two that we've seen in the past. It looked like we were uh, much more aggressive. I don't know if that's because Toronto was staying back more, or we were just because Michael Bradley is our main outlet that yeah. we were limiting that, um, and, and we were double teaming people mm-hmm. despite, uh, left and right. Despite what people think about our defense, our defeat, our defense also had some really wonderful moments of passing out of tricky situations Listen, in the back. LGP got beat by Ricketts, who's Ricketts got fresh legs, got one yeah. step on him, and. I mean, sorry, it happens. What the the only thing that that concerned me is that in the end, the fact that Escobar's out means it leads to situations where we've got because some people were like, well, don't don't sub, and we'll talk about that too. Don't sub Joseph out. That every time you sub Joseph out, something happens, or every time you make subs in the 89th right. minute, you sub Tito out. It's just blah 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 blah. And number one, Joseph was rubbing his leg, and it was yes. an injury, like not an injury, but either way, it's a concern. So yeah. Coach Todd wanted to get him out of there. Yeah, Todd said that he he was rubbing a particular area, which he, the quad, which yeah. he's had issues with before. And I have no problem with that. Putting Romario, I have no problem with putting Romario in because he has the ability to get his head in the ball. He, has a, he can body people. He has hold up play, which is important when you're trying to hold on to a game. It just didn't work out like that. Uh, he had a chance to. I mean, it was save. It was a huge save by Bono. He could have tapped one in uh, near the end of the game. So again, Bono making, you know, just some tremendous saves and being yeah. in the right place. Um, and, you know, he'd stop Joseph, uh, stop Miggy. I mean, he was stopping everybody. It was he, crazy. He, he at one uh, point came completely off his line and headed a ball out. Yeah. That could have easily went in. And, you know, the sub thing, I, I disagree. I think it's a, it's a, it's a red herring. I think it has nothing to do with about killing momentum and all this sort of stuff. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that what I am concerned with, though, is the fact that we have to put a Vasquez in for Tito when he, Tito comes off because I have concerns about Vasquez's defensive capability. And we saw it where him and Gressel were not on the same page, and they both uh, made a uh, sort of a, a – they came out of position to, to, to try and close down Giovinco, which led to the pass to Osario, um, from what I remember. And, and that's what ended up uh, – you know, Osario then passed it over to Ricketts, you know, who yeah. just beat LGP barely. So it, these games are frustrating because they're puzzling because we played really well. Mm-hmm. You know, we fell behind again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of felt like Dallas in a way because of the late. Su- it happened after late subs. But that's just it's always going to feel like that whenever there's a goal that late in the game. Well, of right. course, they happened after subs happened. I just don't think they're tied one to one. Um, for the exception of I, I do worry. I'm glad Escobar's back because I, I just worry about having Vasquez as the option to put in in the Correct. 89th minute when we're trying to hold on to a game. So if anything, that was a bit of a concern for me. Um, I don't know how gassed Tito was. Miggy was completely gone for the last 10 minutes. He if he had to make a run offensively, he could do it, but he was not making defensive plays. He was not trying to approach Bradley. He was not putting pressure on Bradley. Nobody was putting pressure on Bradley. And that's part of the problem as well, as we were giving a lot of space for Bradley to sort of pick passes and start, you know, allowing people to make runs and open up our defense. So uh, if anything, why not take Mickey off uh, as well? I mean, I I would have taken Mickey off instead of Tito, but I guess we were, you know, still wanting to have his creativity. Yeah. But he wasn't playing defensively, so he wasn't doing the defensive work at the end of the game. That 60 minutes he put in the All-Star game was showing, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know what else to explain him just standing there. He doesn't do that. Yeah. I I don't know either. I mean, I I can't actually honestly remember the last game that we subbed Miggy off of. Yeah. 
He's played the full 90, I feel like. Which is normally fine, but he played 60 at the All-Star game. Right, so, so just, he's, he's yeah. worn out. Yeah. yeah, and that's a long week, too. They're press, doing press yes, all week. It's exactly. not just the game. It's everything. They had to do the men in blazers yeah, thing on Monday. everything. Yeah. It's just wearing mentally and everything like that. You can yeah. see Joseph in the on Tuesday at the Hyatt was looked exhausted. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not panicking. I just It's frustrating because we know that we should close out these games at the same time. I don't know how to explain where we held off Josie and Giovinco defensively and Bradley for the majority of the game. They only had like uh, four shots with like two on goal and both went in the goal. I mean, those were their only two chances. So at the end of the day, like, is that just soccer? I mean, I don't, I, mean, I, I feel like could we, sure. Like I, I maybe we could have marked a sorry a little better at the end, but, or LGP, what if he had another half step on Ricketts? There's so many what-if scenarios. What if we put away all those goals? That's the other argument, right? Is, well, if we just put away four or five goals, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. We're creating tons of chances, but we're just not – that's just soccer. That's not going to happen. We're not going to put these four or five goals away. That's not how we should hold out games. We should hold out games by being a good soccer team defensively and not letting teams get these late goals or not conceding a goal early. I think if we can improve those things, looking off the at the offensive tactics and the amount of shots that we had and everything else – I mean, just looking at the statistics, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. just how different it was. It was, yeah. We controlled the match, and then they converted on the two chances that they had. Um, I think... I mean, 22 total shots. Yeah. 22 total shots. Uh, eight off target, and one of those off target would have been that ridiculous Tito shot he skyrocketed when he yeah. was right there at the corner. That was frustrating. Um, he's been great with the assist, but yeah. again, uh, with the shooting. And then you have uh, uh, seven shots on goal. Yeah. So great goalkeeping combined with just missed a couple missed opportunities, but that's the way that these games work out mathematically. If you look at everything we're doing crumbles. and we keep doing the things we're doing offensively, we're going to be fine. Yeah. The problem is these little lapses at the end, and I don't know how you out. I don't know how you couch that out no and Tata's, sometimes you just get punked by another team Tata's been Toronto's talking about it fucking number yeah Tata's been talking about it for a couple matches now where he's like uh we know that this is an issue we're working on trying to figure out how to solve it I mean how do you how do you how do you uh stop you know something like that very creative that slick Giovinco how do you pass solve to a problem like Maria I, yeah yeah so Sorry, it's crazy what, it's it's frustrating these matches it would have been nice. Everybody's talking about we needed three points to really put us in, in, in charge. But um, we also had uh, NYCFC and Dallas. Oh, bless lose you. Bless you. Their games. Or wait. Did well, NYCFC tied. Drew. They drew. They tied. Uh, Vancouver yeah. uh, got a, a game tying goal me. near the end. And uh, so, that, I mean, we've helped, we have help in the supporter shield race yeah. from that perspective. And that's we the really thing want is there LA. are other things at play here outside yeah. of what is in our control. And if we keep doing what we're doing with these offense with with statistically what I'm seeing offensively as yeah. Joe Patrick says if you keep playing like this we have no real reason to be concerned we there are things that we can't control that could Quite. happen yeah but for the most part this was an exciting game to watch and it is every time and yeah. I would argue that Toronto is becoming our number one rival oh for sure I mean we all we, we always talked about NYCFC because we played them more at the time and and also Orlando but now after this game guys if you can't say Toronto that Toronto is, is our rival I don't know who is. Who's a rival if not these motherfuckers who constantly steal points two, from two, us? Two, two, all the time. They're the ones stealing points. We steal points from Orlando. That's what we yes. do to them. Toronto steals points from us. Yeah. And and it's just, it's uh, it's it, starting to get 
frustrating. But hey, let's move on to the brighter side. Yes. Joseph Stats. Yes. Because it makes everyone happy. Absolutely. Dude's on fire. I mean, legitimately could have had a hat trick this game. Again. Again. He almost had a hat trick last time. He could have actually broken the season. Tied it. it. Tied, sorry. Tied the record for the most uh, goals in the the season if he got the hat trick this game. Which is sort of insane to think about. We've got, what, 10 more matches now? And all he has to do is score two goals and he beats the record? Yeah, 26 goals in 24 games. Um, He scored 12 goals in seven straight matches. And that's just two games shy of breaking Valeria's record last year, I believe. Uh, I believe he holds the record for uh, most matches, consecutive consecutive matches scored, which is eight. So he could break, uh, easily break both uh, the records. (laughs) The season uh, goal total as well as consecutive Matches scored. Um, and then Mike Conti had a tweet. Yeah, that so, was interesting. Since, so since July 1st, Joseph has scored 11 goals, which is more goals than 14 MLS teams have scored. Their entire teams. The closest is Vancouver and New York Red Bulls with 10 goals, and Kansas City, D.C., and LAFC with nine. That is insane. <laughs> he has scored more goals than teams have. So that kind of jumps into the question, uh, is Joseph scoring the goals and the only one scoring the goals a problem? Because, uh, you know, he's the only Atlanta United player to score since July 7th. Right. And, um, you know, according to reporting by Jarrett Smith and translated uh, as our last quote by Gustavo Rodriguez on Twitter at Gudaro underscore AR. Check him out. He does the translations. Amazing, yes. uh, he lives in Argentina. Him. Big soccer down here, follower as well, and unrelegated listener. Tata said during the press conference that he's comfortable with Joseph being the only scorer, and he had a couple reasons. He says, uh, number one, our right right wing uh, has eight assists. Our left wing has ten assists. We have like 20 total assists between, between them, not counting Tito's. And, you know, if you look at Joseph's 26 goals, getting 24 assists, you've got to analyze that. Right. So there are, is production in another way, right? Yeah. And sincerely, he says, sincerely, I don't mind, and I don't mind, or uh, and I mean it, he won't stop making goals. He will not. There's no way to neutralize a number nine when you have a team that supports our style of play. If you look at FC Barcelona, boom, call back. Boom. You can't keep Messi from making 40 goals per season because there's a style of play that allows Messi or Suarez to finish in the best conditions. Amen. And some people are worried about it. They're like, well, we should see other players scoring. I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a shit where the goals are fucking coming from right now. I don't. I do care about conceding goals late in games yes. where we're losing points. But also, we're not losing these games. They're, you know, other than Dallas on the road, which I think was an anomaly, um, you know, it's we're losing a couple I, points. That, that game doesn't even register in my yeah. mind for this season. Yeah. yeah. It really doesn't. And uh, Tata has admitted we've lost, like, you know, probably seven points, he feels, the Dallas, New England, and then here. Right. Um, and... And so, yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, it, it's frustrating. I get it. But it's not. Hope Before Dark, uh, I think Kevin from Dark tweeted that, you know, and, and tongue in cheek a little bit, that New York Red Bulls is now going to win the Supporter Shield after this. And then he kind of, you know, calmed it down a bit and said, yeah. you know, gave some reasons as to just saying that it's truthful to say that, you know, this could happen, right? Yeah. That this could happen. We should be way far ahead. Further should ahead, be, yes. But you could argue the same for NYCFC, who are lo- dropping points against or Vancouver the New York Red Bulls. at home. Yeah, you know they're losing to teams they should be creaming Correct. right now. Um, and the New York it's, Red Bulls has a new coach. Yeah, there are things, that, other things at play outside yeah. of our Atlanta United. You know what Sphere. we can control. Yeah, that are taking place. It's very dynamic, and this is probably one of the most competitive seasons. I, and I'm yeah. Now I haven't been watching it for 20 years. Correct. So I but, wouldn't know. But I mean, I. But feel it like, seems like it's it's 
more competitive than last season. It, for yeah, sure. absolutely. And it feels like um, honestly anything can happen. And the the race for first in the Eastern Conference to me feel, feels still so close. It's it that at any moment anybody could take over the top seed. And the only time you worry about someone like a Joseph scoring the goals is if something were to happen, knock on wood. Oh, my gosh. And, don't say that. And Where's my wood? In that case, then you worry about it. Yeah. But right now, there's nothing to worry about. You know he's really, he's going he's gonna to keep scoring. On a lighthearted note, uh, Payson at the press conference yesterday asked uh, Tata if— Oh, Payson win. Schwinn, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, asked uh, Tata that if once uh, Joseph had broken the record, uh, was he thinking about uh, giving him some rest or anything like that? And um, I can't, I don't, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know the exact uh, response that he said, but he said, I feel like it was one of those things like, uh, what? No, he'll rest December 10th. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not coming he'll off the field. He'll rest after the MLS Cup. <laughs> um, and then also, um, you know, we already talked about this, uh, you know, should uh, let us know, guys. I'm curious on your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us. Should uh, Tata and Darren and Carlos go and find a uh, defensive piece? Zizzo's 33. Yeah, I think um, he's I think he's 33. But he's, either way, you know, he's not a 20 some year old. Right? right. He's a backup piece that was acquired in the uh, winter transfer window. And. Why not go and get somebody that's really good? Because now that I'm thinking about the the injuries, let's start preparing for the right. future. The, yeah. the injuries that we have right now, we've got Zizo now at what feels like could be a season-ending injury, with the amount of time it's going to take for him to come back. No, oh, he's done. Oh, he's done. Yeah, he's done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he we can put him on a season injury list, uh, ending injury list, and right. then we also have Greg Garza, which is a possibility of coming back. Um. Mm. That's going to be tough. That's yeah. also going to be super tough. And then we've got Nagby that's what coming back at the later end of the season if he comes back. If at all. Another one that could po- probably So no, those are those are maybe. three yeah. those are three huge people for us that aren't possibly coming back. I and then we don't know where Mickey Ambrose is at. If the right if the right player pops up. Mikey Ambrose. Like another MLS, you know, veteran yeah. pops up, I think we should go snatch him. And I'm sure oh, I bet they I bet they're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, because we can't have Pillow. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Like that's just that can't be our option if Escobar gets injured or yeah, something happens to I don't, Escobar. I don't know. Yeah. We need we need a, another veteran in that yeah. in, in our defensive back line. Um but uh that also reminded me that Paul McDonough, we lost him to Miami. Oh yeah, Paul, I mean, listen, these new owners, I can't remember their names in Miami that came in and saved basically Miami FC, which is not gonna be the name right. or whatever. That's another name of another team, but um saved the, the MLS Miami bid, right? Mm-hmm. They have fuck you money. And so they came in and they bought out Paul's three year contract. Yep. And they probably paid severely for it. And oh, he'll yeah. be the GM of that team. And Paul is good at this whole expansion team building thing. So yeah. that would be good for them. I think we've got a template now. I don't think we need him anymore, to right. be honest. I think it's a nice to have. I think we have the talent. We have people that have worked with him and mm-hmm. alongside him to see sort of how he navigates the TAM and the GAM and the, all the different rules and rosters and all that stuff. Right. So I think we'll be fine. They're looking for replacement. You know we're going to get someone amazing. Yeah, I'm excited um, to see to, who we to get. bring in. So we wish Paul all the best. He was paramount in, uh, and maybe he was involved in bringing Tanta in. I, we don't know. Yeah, you know, we so, don't know. But uh, he's sort of behind the scenes guy. We don't know how much his hands are in a lot of these things. But it definitely was in in, in the Joseph deal, and the Nagby deal, and the yeah. Mickey deal, and all he those. He was a things. huge part of of making this team what it is today. Absolutely. So thank you, thank you, Paul, for everything you've done. And uh, we wish you the best in Miami when they finally start playing in 2050. All right. Um, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so because we've got a, a, a short, uh, uh, shorter, well, it's actually not short anymore, but we, we won't be doing a, a match uh, preview. We're yeah. going to cut, uh, cut to a break real quick, and then we'll come back uh, very quickly, and we'll get into our segment. Yo, where we at? Where we at, yo? Lord, I feel tears welling up going deep inside like my heart sprung a big break. Stab of loneliness, sharp and painful that I may never shake. You might say that I was taking hard when you wrote me off with a call. But don't you wager that I'll hide the sorrow, Lord, I may break right down and ball. Now the race is on and here comes pride at the backstretch. Heartaches and going to the inside. My tears are holding back. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my god i sound so white saying that oh, oh gosh well at least you turned your brace mls all-star bracelet off before you I went did. to the party i so. did well no i stuck my mls bracelet on somebody else and turned it on and then made him look like the idiot. as i said i found the target dog put it on him so that they couldn't track me when i was leaving um uh, <laughs> wow you know all yeah. the all the listening devices nice. and the hey. things that they put on me in the all-star game i know hey, they're Jay. following me hey jay mm. yo where we at we're at First place still. <laughs> I know it feels like when we get it after these matches, it's like, oh, my God, Dude, we're so losing everything. What's happening? So LAFC play actually a really important game today against the New York Red Bulls. Yeah. By the time you them. listen to this, it'll be over. Yeah. But uh, when we're recording this uh, later today at 6 p.m., they're playing New York Red Bulls. Yeah. Who have three games in hand. So they sort of uh, actually <laughs> Doug Robertson and, and Mike Conti were having a debate over the meaning of uh, in control of your own destiny. Yep. <laughs> because we're at a stage now where New York is now uh, could uh, cannot achieve like if we were to all achieve max points. Yeah. Um, New York Red Bulls would be first. If yep. we uh, we would be second and NYCFC would be third. third. Um, but. Uh, that's why this game is important. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's why MLS is a hopefully crazy, by the time you listen to this, uh, LAFC has beaten New yeah. York Red Bulls. Let's go LAFC. Putting the destiny firmly in Black our hands. Black and gold, baby. Uh, Black and gold. Because if they win and we have to play them at the end of September, yeah. uh, that's going to be a really and stressful that's gonna be, game. That's going to be up in New Jersey. In the New, yeah, in Red Bull Arena, uh, in Harrison. Which is yeah, a, it's a tough. Tough place to play. So really, we kind of have shared control of our destinies. We so, do, we do. Yeah. But I, I would, I would prefer that we have the harder grasp on the destiny. Where are we at the Supporters Shield, Kelly? Uh, Supporters Shield. We are still first. Um, so notes to to highlight is that SC Dallas lost last night to last place San Jose. Yeah, what happened? Dallas? I don't even. Well, I don't this is maybe know. a good sign for us if last place San Jose is going to Dallas. Yes, where they have been undefeated and undefeated they snuffed us like, out like what, the last two minute. Years? Yeah, then they uh, are they. Is this a thing? Start. Please be a trend. Yeah, gosh. please start losing more matches to Jeez. last place teams. Uh, FC Dallas. That would yeah. be good. I mean, uh, you could do that to New York Red Bulls and NYFC. Yeah. You just like you just like let us know. We'll we'll be supportive of you. But so as far as point totals go, we're at forty eight points. Uh, NYCFC is at forty four. FC Dallas is at forty two. And uh, 
rounding it out is the Red Bulls at 41. Yeah, and again, FC Dallas is sort of like New York Red Bulls. If we're going to lose this Supporters' Shield race, it's probably going to be to Dallas or the New York Red Bulls in this right. case. Um, probably Dallas, to be honest, because Dallas just has an easier schedule in terms of just weaker Western Conference teams, That's in correct. my opinion. Yeah. So. And the Champions... No, where are we at with the CCL? <laughs> in the race, Champions so. League race. Good old CONCACAF. Uh, we are in the lead still with 103 total points. Um, but who's right behind us? NYCFC. They have a game in hand still. Um, and and uh, they have a max total potential points of 134. We have a max potential points of 133. Um, so if... Uh, it's going to be a close race, guys. Yeah, it's going to be down to the wire this year. Hopefully NYCFC start you know, dropping more points against Vancouver's and stuff. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. So, guys, we do have a graphic lineup review. Graphic lineup review. Very serious expert pre-match lineup graphic review. All the seriousness of the graphic lineup Holy review. shit. This is terrible. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I think it's fucking horrible. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, it's, it's like I so distracting. It. It's so distracting. Oh, no, I love it. It looks to me like uh, the that Vin Diesel movie, Triple X. Or it looks like, like something out of a Bond movie yeah, poster. Yeah, like a Bond or action movie poster. I really like it. It's yeah. very seamless. It's very classy. It's basically a grayish white concrete background with the uh, X and L for the starting 11, uh, basically taking over the whole thing. It's uh, done in a movie poster style format. Um, but in the X and the one for the 11, they've got a faded red picture of one of their players, um, in the background. And I, I think, think that's, that's kind a Sorio, of, but yeah, but I, I don't know what player that is, but it says starting, uh, 11 Toronto at ATL and it lists the players, uh, without their numbers, but it lists them in the order starting from goalkeeper to forward Bradley with his, uh, C in parentheses for Capitone or for something else. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then it does say at the bottom the day, the time, and where it's at, but it doesn't say where you can watch it. And then it gives the subs right underneath. I All in all, it's very seamless. It's very classic. It's very modern. I like it. I'm going to give it. I don't want to give it. Wow. Okay. Right, I don't want to give it a five it? because it's Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Like, you I don't have like, to, it's a lineup. We're reviewing the lineup, not the then it's a five. people on there. It's five wine bottles worth. I think it's, I like it. I right. really like it. I think this is one of the worst lineup graphics I've ever seen. What? Um, yeah. It's, uh, How? it's just, it's arrogant. It's, it's just like, uh, you know what? Uh, we're just going to slap some fucking names on a fucking eye and, uh, and, and then good luck uh, having your eyes try to resort to what's happening for the first like minute and a half while you're looking at it. Um, and then just the, I don't know. And it's just, to me, it's, it's, it's just dumb. I don't like I feel it. Like this is the first time we've ever like fully disagreed about yeah. a graphic lineup. That's crazy. The actual lineup is an afterthought. It's just, it's skinny down. It's just in a simple column. It, it takes is. up like, it's like, like, all the, there's so many blank areas going on that could be used on this graphic. Instead, they just stick uh, in tiny font, um, and it's fucking yeah, in small font with no pictures, with no numbers, with no formation. Um, it's an arrogant piece of shit. I hate it. Fucking zero. Wow. Yeah, I hate it. I just think it's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, then now I guess we need our listeners to to decide. <laughs> yeah, you have to balance Jeez, us out. Jeez, Jay. I hate it so much. What? It's just ugly. I don't like it. Oh, I like it. I just I'm not going to see a fucking movie. I'm going to see a soccer match, and I just want to know what the formation is and where people are. Like, don't fucking give me this shit where you're like, well, you know, 
try to be slick with it. I don't know. Okay. It's a lineup graphic, not a fucking movie poster. You know what I mean? You're not... It's, and that's the problem. It looks like movie credits. I don't know. So, that's my opinion on it. Elmo on fire. Zero. Fuck you, Toronto. Wow. Okay. Um, Damn. So, so speaking of fuck you, Toronto. Oh, God. I did want to wrap up real quick uh, and talk about a poll I did. Oh, yeah. And I did a poll about 428 responses. And before, well before the, the match, I said, will you boo Josie Altador and Michael Bradley at the match? Because last year, like the entire stadium. The entire stadium. And I'll them. say we, because I booed both of them. I was still very angry at the World Cup. Uh, well, they had the, the Biggest Losers banner that also went and, up. And was awesome. The Biggest Losers banner was out. Um, it just felt right. Uh, Giovinco drank out of that cup. It was yeah. just an epic match. It he was had, an epic that, match. That free kick that, that stole points from us uh. last time. And so this time I was kind of, after I did that, I, the next day I was like, yeah, I don't need to do that again. Like, I just don't normally go out to boo players. Right. And um, uh, I have a lot of respect for what my, Michael Bradley does as a player on the field. Like, it's, it's just his his vision, his tactic, and stuff like that, which I think many, many people will disagree with me on that. Never been a fan of Josie, though. Um, I don't like his personality. I don't like... I don't uh, like it either. I can understand he he's a pretty good striker, but I think he's overpaid. I think he's overrated. And I think he's got a, uh, an ego, which I guess you're allowed to do when you have an MLS championship ring but um either way uh 37 said that they would uh 19 said that if it felt right 33 percent said nah booing is so 2017 and 11 percent said they would never boo them and i just wonder if i put that poll out now how many, how many would say, boo. people would say they would boo the <laughs> fuck especially out of josie altator oh especially now because yeah. he uh he had a tackle on McCann. Oh, did yes. In the uh, second half, like the 84th minute, 85th minute, yes. somewhere on there. That was just completely uncalled for. Oh, like, completely uncalled for. Like McCann's just holding on to the ball. Just, just runs up from behind him and just shoves him with his elbow in the Which, back. Which, by the way, that should have been a yellow. Yeah, no, but Villarreal doesn't, is a fucking idiot. That, so. This whole game, there were there were yellows that should have been passed out and just never were. You're all such a dipshit. It's not the first time he's fucked us either. So Well, we all got yellows. All of our players got yellows, and I think... The, the, the amount of yellow their guys would fall over the slightest thing and we get fucking yellow yeah, cards it was, just, it was just stupid so um so that was number one um number two was uh when mavinga punched lgp or sorry uh, sort of used the palm mom. of open palm uh shoved his shoved his hand his into lgp's face, face correct right around the referees he was just out of control he it reminded me of uh of the Philadelphia Union game. Medujanin, yeah. Yeah. But and he got physical. Yeah, and he got physical and... Which sucks because when I went back and watched the game, Mavinga had a great game. Well, he he's their was, best defender right now. He was their best defender. Because they have a couple other guys out. But um, <clears throat> needless to say, uh, probably a few game suspension oh, on retro... Like I, a retroactive suspension after yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And then you had... Uh, I tweeted a picture out. And it's it's... I'll admit... I was being cheeky because it's a little deceptive. Yeah. It, the, the, the screenshot is of jo, uh, Josie with his hands around Miggy's uh, neck right. as that uh, piece of the whole thing ended. And Larry uh, or Lorena was, was walking Miggy out of that whole situation, the scrum. Yeah. And then Josie, for no reason, it doesn't need to be there, 
runs over and starts talking in Miggy's ear. Now, it looks like he's choking or about to choke him right. in the picture. But to be quite honest, if you watch the full video, it's just briefly like he's getting his hands situated on his chest or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe he was thinking about choking him and decided not to because <laughs> Larry was there. But either way, I don't think anything's going to happen to Josie yeah. for that. I don't think he's going to get a, red, a retroactive ban no. or a fine or anything because it was literally a split second. Yeah, when and you it watch looks it back, bad it, on the screenshot. It's, it's two people talking. But he's still a piece of shit. So I went ahead and tweeted that out anyway. So, uh, so because I... I I can't I can't stand him. And if this is not a reason to like have a rivalry against these fucktards, like please give me another reason. Three times. I've never met a point, team like just battling it out we've, with these bozos. I feel like this is the only team we've ever played against that is just un unbat un uh, what uh, is it unbashedly unbat uh, unabashedly. Thank you. That word. Cocky. Yeah. Like, they are just well, you know, they're yeah, they they completely full of themselves. That's how they got themselves to the MLS Cup. I mean, was through that but sheer that was cockiness. Last, it was last year too. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's still just, there. It's still there. Yeah, and it's annoying. It's annoying as shit. It's so annoying. Um, just play the fucking game. Like, yeah. if you're so fucking good, then why do you have to use delay tactics? Correct. Fucking cock Correct. in my ass. Go fuck yourself, Toronto. Um, and your okay. fucking supporters who fucking burn people with flares in Columbus, you shitheads. I fucking get a life. Um, okay, we're, <laughs> we're feeling all sorts of things. I'm today. just saying, like, you know, like it, maybe there's a, a theme here, you know, uh, but to a culture uh, of, of just dickheadedness. I did, I did go up and talk to some Toronto fans no, in the yeah, Gulch after the game. And but I'm I was talking like, to the guys that burn people with flares, they, yeah. they knew who they are. They don't list this podcast, but <laughs> uh, don't do that shit. All right. Um, yeah, there were there were guys down in the sports uh, area in the Gulch later, yeah. and they were they were uh, very friendly. Um, we we're very friendly. We got into a debate about they they thought the PK was in a PK, and I was like, bro, you got to go back and watch it. Um, um, but yeah, no, I thought. Overall, I guess it might have been a little soft, but whatever. It's, mm. it's PK. It's PK. Soccering. Yeah, guys. Yes. <laughs> so after getting somewhat spanked by Bethlehem Steel 4-1, ATL UTD 2 plays Ottawa Fury this Wednesday, August 7th at 6 p.m. at Cool Ray Field. We finally have a run of home games. Yes. So, I mean, they've really got to pick up points at these home games. they got to do a better job at Lane United. <laughs> and uh, they need them more anyways, uh, yeah. I think. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Wednesday at Cool Ray Field, August 7th at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Ottawa Fury, last time we went up there, we uh, we really struggled against them. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can do better this time. We want to thank our sponsors. Yeah, our sponsors. Dave W. Photography. Mr. Williamson himself saw him at the uh, block party. Yes, he played. Playing a little ball against a nine-year-old that they pit him up against. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very oh, interesting. Very interesting uh, 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 lineup or matchup, I should say. Um, you can check him out. He's uh, obviously a photographer for the Silverbacks as well as Soccer in the Streets, donating his time there and uh, gives us all those sweet, sweet photos. Yes. Some of them we just posted at the MLS All-Star Game. I know. Um, awesome photographs. Check them out at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com and Mock the Agency. Yeah, Mock the Agency, Don Mock. Oh, God, such a brilliant mind. Did all of our graphics work. And I keep saying this, guys, but really stay tuned because we've got merch and all this good well, stuff. Well, now that MLS All-Star Week's over, we're yeah, going to end up I there's actually, a bye week and other yeah. stuff. We could focus on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to oh, it's gonna look so – it's going to be fire. It's going to be straight fire. But, uh, yeah, so Don – Don Mock uh, with Mock the Agency is a creative advertising agency, graphic design, and digital studio on 14th Street. If anybody needs branding, packaging, graphic design, or website work, they are the shop for you. Creativity is their speciality. You can find them at uh, www 
www.mocktheagency.com. I love how you still go for those W's at the beginning. I do. At this I point, really I would have just cut them out. I would have just been like, mocktheagency.com. Mocktheagency.com. I love it. You just, you, you're like, I'm going to get this this time. We, <laughs> I'm going to get we, the W's. I feel like because, By the way, by the way, uh, the WrestleMania shirt that I was wearing when Gressel spotted me. You were wearing your WrestleMania shirt? Yeah. When oh, it happened. Oh, wow. Did he? A, a shirt I haven't worn in like a long time. Did he sign it? Uh, I don't. I've never asked him for an autograph. Well, no, I asked him early on. I've gotten one from him, but I, I don't. I try not to bother him. <laughs> he looked busy. But uh, Don Mock made that shirt. Oh, did he? So yeah, he makes all sorts of stuff. So if you want to make merch or anything, like he can help you out with that. So uh, he he loves especially making Atlanta United stuff. So definitely reach out. I just thought that was a cool coincidence. It was. It was really cool. Uh, so no iTunes reviews uh, this time. Um, uh, but you guys can still leave us some. Still send it. Send it's, me send me tongue twisters, guys. Yeah. Because I ter- I'm terrible at them. I I will completely. And my tongue twister is just words with more than two syllables. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll suffice. Yes. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Just run me over and off the road. <laughs> my lord. But yes, give oh. us some reviews so we can read those. It helps us get visibility on iTunes. Uh, we've met a lot of you in person. Yes. But guys, I have to say, this, I'm, I mean, I love meeting you guys in person. But I don't think I've seen all of your reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Yet. What what the hell? What's man? the deal, guys? What's going on? How are you gonna shake my hand, and not leave an iTunes review? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like next time I meet somebody in person, I'm like, stop, we're, we're pull out your phone. You. We're gonna quiz you. Yeah. yeah. Did you leave us did an you iTunes leave review? Us an iTunes review? We'll be the we'll be those guys. We don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's gonna avoid us. This is gonna be terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, there they are. Oh my god, I didn't leave an iTunes oh review. Oh my god, I gotta walk right past. Like, where did everybody go? Where did everybody go? We were meeting so many people, and then after that one <laughs> podcast, everybody stopped. Uh, so, anyways, you can find us at Unreal ATL on all the social media. Yes, you can. You can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on Twitter. You can find me at the Kelly Francis on both the Twits, the Insta, and the Snaps. Guys, we have a bye week coming up, so we got a break. Not sure what we're going to do podcast-wise, but we will be uh, potentially having a special guest and a special recording for the Columbus game. You guys, uh, you aren't ready for this. Oh, you're not. You're not like, ready. We we legitimately. You're not ready for this. You're not. Oh! <laughs> and I think we should end it there. <sighs> All right, guys. We love you. Take care.
shit you don't even see him move. Ride with me, ride with me, boss. I got a hard head, but her ass off. She want the last name with the ring on it. Cause I pulled out a million cash, told her plank on it. Come on.